I'll speak in the context of applying to a textiles program. And I think, you know, uh, clearly we, we do have a brand cachet out there that's to make it really attractive for people to, to join us. Because I think for a lot of early stage companies, they, they, what, one of the things they seek for is just not funding, they're seeking for validation. And when they have a brand like Texas behind a company that they can go and say, you know, we just got a deal with Techstars. We just received an investment. It is a game changer for a lot of the startups, right? It just adds so much more credibility. So I noticed that, um, you know, for the most part, many of the founders are great. They're very humble. You know, they want to come in. They say, Vijay, please help us. This means the world to us, you know? And then you get a few... We're a little cheeky, right? They, they say, look, you know, we've got a few deals on, on the table and, um, you know, trying to kind of position themselves a bit more macho and say, you know, if you don't take this, you're going to regret this. Now, uh, often, you know, we are all subscribed in terms of deals. So if you miss something, it's not really a big loss to text us. But yeah, I think personally speaking, there are going to be some companies that are, you know, I think I would love to have them in the program because it just fantastic founders and what the building is in, incredible. So I have been in situations where I've lost those deals because quite simply our terms are not that attractive compared to maybe the valuations they are getting. So often there is a bit of uh, a Russian roulette going on for the last for, for 48 hours before we had to close the deal. And um, sometimes I get this playoff or if you, if you don't take it, it's okay. We can go on to another accelerator, like 500 or Y Combinator. And I go, well, okay, you know, it's entirely your choice. Um, but so I do get that from founders trying to pitch us and saying, you know, we've got a better deal. But more often than not, um, I think everyone's trying to hustle and they have a right to do that, you know. Uh, but quite clearly, um, you can see through in, in the line of work that I do where the people are really genuine or they're calling the bluff. And the moment I see them calling the bluff, uh, the bluff, you know, it's, it's a big turnoff for me. Right. Uh, and it's not so difficult to very, uh, to verify and fact check that in, in the ecosystem today. So that's a privilege I have. Got it. This is incredible. So I, so this concept of just like, it is like gamifying that, that thing just the interaction with you or any other VC, if you're an entrepreneur, it sounds like, oh, you know, you want to play hard to get and all that stuff. But I'm curious, first question is what percentage if you just like roughly are do of companies that you accept into your program had played some kind of game like that with you, where you at least felt that they had a lot of other options in that way versus. Not. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's, it's a fair question. I think, you know, you can also agree with me that the ones that we tend to pick, say the top 20 out of uh, 500, for example. Uh, so when, so we usually pick 10 companies per class, that's a batch that we take, that's a batch size, but usually we'll start from the, the qualified ones about top 40. And in that, in that batch of 40, Invariably, I would say that maybe, you know, 15, 20% are the ones that are playing hard to get. Uh, but sooner or later, they kind of dwindle out of the system because you kind of catch them that they're not being truthful to uh, a few facts that's been shared with us or perhaps they're too arrogant. You know, one thing, Adam, is this, that it's really important to recognize that 
our business of investing in early stage is so different than the typical VC. We really put an over-indexing on the quality of the founders. Can we really work with them? Are they coachable? Because our value add is not writing a check of $120,000. It's really all about you know, mentoring them and, and showing them the way through, uh, through bringing experts and, and you know, uh, people who really can help them tell the truth. And often truths that they don't like to hear, sometimes they're blind spots. And if, if the founders are not receptive to that, or they're not a great learner, then there's not much we can do to value add the experience, you see. So we try to look for those characteristics or qualities in such sense that then we know beyond the check size that they're looking for, we can really make an impact. Uh, and these founders. And that's really what we're trying to find. That's critical stage of making that investment. Can we work with them? Can we be partners in that journey to scale your companies? And we're not going to be partners. Adam, it's really going to be tough because you have, I would say, a small minority, I would say, but you have the small minority of founders who want to be solo in their thinking from every aspect of the thinking. Like, I don't need your help. I just need $120,000. And we're good with that. That doesn't work for us. So we're very sensitive to, to, to kind of sieving that out in our filtering system. Um, so I hope that explains. Oh, it does. And I mean, I, I just, I love this because I think founders can take this concept of, of um, just playing hard to get way too far. And what, I, what I'm hearing from you is authenticity. Like if it is true that you have been accepted to another program, then, then being honest about that is probably going to be helpful. But if you're playing games, it's, you're going to get sniffed out. So it's, it's, well, I'll, tell you, it's I, I'll tell you one thing. We, we made an offer to, this is a true story. We made an offer to a company, brilliant, brilliant company. And I won't mention names because it's going to embarrass a few individuals, but they were, they were in the top ranking as we stack rank the companies uh, before we get into the program and we made an offer. Within 48 hours, uh, making the offer, they came back and said, look, we, we decided not to go with this offer because we were, we were also being counted offered by another program. One of one our uh, competitors I said, really? But you accepted it, you signed the LOI, and now you're saying 48 hours that you are not going to go with it. Now, you would agree with me, anyone will be cheesed off if that's the situation. It's just in bad, bad faith. But I said to them, look, I said, no worries. If that's your decision, go ahead with that. You know, I wish you all the very best. And let me know if I can support you in your journey sometime in the future, if that makes sense. Of course, uh, in my heart, I was furious because we put so much effort and knowledge. But it's, it's a fact of life. You, you deal with scenarios like that. Here's the funny thing, 12 months later, exactly 12 months later, I sent a note and say, hey, hi, how are you guys doing? And he said, well, we went through the program in, 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 in the Valley and we, we came out of it, but we still like to ask you and if, it's not, if it's not too late, we still like to apply to your Texas program because I said, are you serious? He said, yeah, because we heard so much great things about you we did benefit from the other program, but we didn't get what we were looking for. And that is the mentorship, the, the coaching, the access to a network that what we believed you guys do so well. So that was like, okay, music to my ears, 
kind of late after one year, but that was a, that was a great testimonial that came back a year later, and it almost felt that you know they they recognized the, the true value we, we bring to the table. Oh, absolutely, and I <laughs> I that I, I feel bad. You know, they obviously made a, a tough decision there, but uh, that did because twelve months later, same stage almost is is difficult. But that that's really this is incredible, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. I guess the last thing is, do you do you ever negotiate? Um, if they're, if they come back, cause I, it seems like you're pretty set on the amount that you're going to be able to give in valuation and some other accelerators seem to be set at that, you know, 7% or wh- whatever percent they're, they've considered. In the early days, we tend to be a bit more, uh, flexible, but what, as we scale globally, we try to put a standard template that's make it, you know, so we can execute now like 400 deals across the Texas platform annually at scale. You imagine if we had to negotiate every 400 deals and customize a deal, you can't scale a business. So we have to agree that some things are non-negotiable and that's the six percentage points that we take on the cap table. It's very reasonable for a startup. What we tend to be a bit more flexible is maybe on a convertible note uh, where we range between three to $5 million. And we try to benchmark on success of their previous financing round. So if they, you know, if they're not raising any money before, then $3 million seems to be the, the right amount. However, if they have raised 5 or $6 million, we would happy to raise the cap, uh, the, the, the cap valuation up just to match that. So we, we're trying to be reasonable to that point. Uh, but if someone comes in with a $20 million valuation, that's really not a good fit for us. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Well, this has been incredible. What's the best way for us to reach out to you? Well, uh, vijay.tothrai at texas.com. That's probably the best way to reach out to me on my LinkedIn, Vigitaritha. It's easy to find. Awesome. Or I'll say if, if you're interested, uh, I might be willing to do a warm referral if I, if I think it's the right fit. <laughs> so. Most welcome, Adam. Thank you for having me here. Uh, and it's been a pleasure as always talking to you. And I want to say that you too are a phenomenal mentor at our program. So thank you very much for doing that. I enjoyed so much, man. <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. See you later. Bye.